Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is mistakes. Mm. So, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> it's going to be a long one. Yeah, like five hours yeah, later, we'll Jesus. maybe get through. We just both like, have a full oh checklist. Um, but to kick this week's episode off, I have to apologize for a mistake that I made previously in an episode of our podcast in uh, episode 39, I believe we had an episode called crushes and I we were both talking about our crushes and I was referring to a youtuber that I followed since I was like 12 till around I was like 16 or so and I referred to her uh with masculine pronouns I misgendered her and I like wholeheartedly admit that I fucked up and I thoroughly apologize if I offended anybody. That was never my intent. I like definitely understand. And it's frustrating as well because like I, I pride myself on trying to be as woke as possible. So like it really frustrates me when I fuck up with things like Mm -hmm. this because the only person I ever want to offend with this podcast is (laughs) Brie. So it was like really hard for me and I mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make it about me it's hard for me like, no no I get I just, it like I fucked up I misgendered her she was masculine presenting when I was like using the story about my recollection because I haven't followed her mm-hmm. as of recent um, so I used masculine pronouns and I fucked up and mm-hmm. I definitely apologize for that so yeah. and that's the thing like that's this isn't just a PR apology no, I genuinely that's like. That's what I. I think that's what you're saying is that I know that this has been like weighing. Oh on my you. god! Literally, when Brie like couldn't record, I was like, I was like, I need to get this off my chest because I feel so bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I would never do anything like that with like malicious intent. No, I misspoke, yeah. and it like sucks. It's also hard because we try to represent this podcast as, like, our own experiences. We know that we can't speak for the whole LGBT community. Yeah. But at the same time, when you're having a podcast that is, like, (laughs) relative to the community, Mm -hmm. you almost take that on anyways. Mm -hmm. So... And we constantly, just for our own stories and everything else, we have to reference other people or other members of the community. Yeah. And while we say from the jump that we do not know everything, we're not perfect people, we do not represent the whole community, and we're also totally aware that... As individuals, we will always have growing to do and more to learn as we are provided with new information. And I think this was a case of that where you meant no harm. It was no no maliciousness involved. And um, uh, one of our listeners reached out via Instagram. Like, so sweetly as well. So sweetly. And I just want to say also a thank you to them. I know both Sean and I appreciated that because if we ever make a mistake, we want to hear what it was. Because we want the opportunity to A, apologize, B, correct it, and C, grow from it and say, okay, I totally get where they're coming from and this is a learning moment. And now... That's something that you wouldn't do again. Yeah. You're more conscious to it. Totally. So I think that that's a gift to us when anyone can give us an insight like that because, no, we're not perfect and we are going to make mistakes. Yeah. And also, something I will also say to this podcast, it is extremely unedited. It is not scripted. So... I when, mean, if you think that's a script, <laughs> oh, God. fire those writers. I'm 
imagine us writing this out? <laughs> um, it's it really is just two people doing our best uh, to represent our own experiences as members of the LGBTQ plus community. But obviously, when two people sit down and just ramble for hours on end, and we're like forty episodes in, so that's like you know, 40 to 50 hours of us just sitting talking, there's going to be times that we say something that is wrong or um, insulting to someone and just know that we're never intentionally doing that and we always want that feedback. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like if you hear us say something that is improper, definitely call us out on it because, like, yeah, I definitely misspoke. I do genuinely apologize and feel really bad for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so talking about mistakes, that is part of what I wanted to talk about. (laughs) That when I make a mistake, I love a good shame spiral. (laughs) You do, because you were hard on yourself about this. I, like, I, I know that I have, like, a very, like, self-deprecating and sometimes, like, like controversial, mm-hmm. not in terms of, like, misgendering people. I don't think that's part of my humor at all. That was a fuck-up. But, like, my sense of humor, like, I like mm-hmm. to, like, just, like, piss people off. Yeah. But when I actually... And it's always for stupid things. Yeah, of course. Like, I just like to pick at my friends for, like, annoying things. Yeah. But when I offend somebody about, like, their core being yeah. or, like, something that is so important and mm-hmm. true to them, like, that is something that, like, haunts me. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and I know that that must be... A, incredibly frustrating experience for a lot of trans people to be misgendered and to hear people saying things like that so casually so like that just in my mind I was like oh my god I'm just adding to this like rhetoric of like just ignorance and Mm -hmm. misunderstanding so it's just it's frustrating and yeah I've always been like that though like I just love a good shame spiral if it's something that's like actually offensive to somebody yeah whenever I've made I think like the biggest mistakes in my life I like am so hard on myself about them Mm Because it's just really who I am. (laughs) I'm the same way, honestly. I know we're so similar in a lot of ways, but things haunt me for fucking years. (laughs) Literally. Like, if I think that I've fucked up with someone or said something wrong... To the point that I've had conversations with people that, like, I thought hated me for, like, six fucking years and I built up in my head and finally gotten an opportunity to apologize and they're like what when did you say this what like they have no recollection like, or reference well, of it june 12 2011 <laughs> yeah it haunts me 12 43 p.m <laughs> i think also being queer people like we get how it feels when something like that is said and how certain moments can like really affect your well-being totally. so i think that's why i f- I hold on to that guilt and, like, shame spiral as well a bit more. Um, And then, obviously, you know, I'm full of fucking anxiety, so I build things up in my mind. And it's great having a partner like Julia because she's kind of the opposite in the sense that she can always remain rational about a Right. What's that like? That must be fun. (laughs) It must be great. (laughs) So I've always liked to her, like, when I said that last night, was did someone get upset? Like, I asked her for her outsider opinion on that and she's usually pretty good at like oh oh my god no everyone thought that was funny or like oh no they totally laughed laughed like that was totally funny or like that's not offensive at all or like whatever it is but I feel like I'm so sensitive to like making people feel a certain way one of my favorite quotes is um people will forget what you say or did but they'll never forget how you made them feel totally and 
I feel that so hard wholeheartedly because I always want to leave a conversation or a setting making someone feel like I added to their life opposed to like put them down or subtracted from it. Interesting. <laughs> well, that's new to me. <laughs> Just bringing zero value to you over these years. Um, But, yeah, so when I feel like I've fucked that up, I feel like that's going to be their opinion of me forever. Totally. Um, And it's hard to come back from. I also think as queer people, like, you remember the instances where somebody brought something to your like to your attention about yourself yeah. or made you feel like a certain type of way that those things stick in your mind so much mm-hmm. to so to think that you could possibly be that person for somebody else yeah, I think is incredibly stressful yeah it is <laughs> yeah i also think that we know that by doing this podcast there is inherent risk involved. Yeah. And we talked about this before we started it and many times throughout that by talking about these topics, when we just have two perspectives, there is inherent risk that people are not going to agree with us or that we're going to maybe say something that isn't correct once we have more information. Totally. And let's be real. We could sit here every day and talk about the fucking weather and we'd probably never offend anybody. Yeah. But why we want to talk about this and why we want to take on that risk is because we think the things we're talking about are important. Yeah. And we think that bringing two new perspectives is something that's going to add value. And the more stories that are out there for the LGBTQ plus community, the better that is. Because I needed to hear some of these topics talked about when, when I was younger. Totally. But we also need to say for the hundredth time that we do not think we're like the oh my gay God. experts no. oh of my everything. God. Well, because then you think about it, it's like we're literally just two white ass bitches, yeah. cisgendered <laughs> monsters. <laughs> like, and we're literally like just dipping our toe in mm. what could be like somebody's queer experience. Yeah. So it's hard trying to relay our message when it's like that's not really necessarily the most important message at all you know I don't know but we kind of we kind of knew this was gonna like be an issue no no we knew at some point that we were gonna fuck up yeah you can't talk for 40 hours about issues or topics that by definition are controversial for a lot of people without fucking up at some point or offending somebody like that's gonna happen um so yeah as always call us out on it if we do it's also like i like i said before i have always tried to like pride myself on being able to own up to Mm -hmm. mistakes which i think is really important and i think part of that is like I genuinely love a, like, learning moment. And I also think that we have listeners and... I was going to say viewers, but you're not watching me. Unless you are. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I'm sorry, I look like shit today. (laughs) Um, We have listeners that I think can get educated in the same way that we can, you know? Like, I'm sure that there are people that listen and this is their first time hearing about one of these topics yeah so and i think that's the whole point of this podcast like it's we're talking about things that people would be too afraid to ask about right. because 
people by nature are afraid to ask about this shit because they don't want to offend somebody. Yeah, yeah. I have so many friends, uh, whether they're not part of the LGBTQ plus community or part of a certain segment of it, but don't know much about the other identities, whatever it may be, um, that say straight up, like, I want to be better. I want to learn more. I want to know more. But I don't know how to go about getting that information because I'm afraid to make a fucking mistake. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of 2019 with this, like, cancel culture thing out there that someone can say one thing and it's like, every part of them's canceled. Right. Like, fuck you, you're wrong, you're an asshole, you're uh, homophobic, transphobic, racist, whatever it may be, and forever you're just canceled. Yeah. And I think there's a problem with that because... Um, and this is my opinion on it, people make mistakes. Yeah. And it doesn't make any of those mistakes right. But if you don't give people the opportunity to learn and apologize and change their way of being, yeah. um, if it's just so cut and dry that a human being can just be wrong in one instance and never get a chance to grow, then why would anyone ever want to do better? Totally. Well, I think, honestly, like, judging somebody based on a mistake they made is... Uh, partially fair absolutely but I think for me it has always been more important judging somebody on how they move forward from that or how they approach knowing that they've made a mistake like especially I see that a lot in like celebrities Mm -hmm. there are like 50-50 like some people that are like I fucked up I own up to Mm -hmm. it I did this blah 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 and then there's people that like tackle it with aggression and denial and this and it's like somebody is coming to you Mm -hmm. and telling you that you did wrong and even if you don't think so like some celebrities are like I did nothing wrong it's like well no somebody is coming to you and saying that you offended them and like for you to respond to it with anything else but, like, a genuine emotion and apology and Mm -hmm. understanding, I'm like, you deserve to be cancelled. Oh, I agree. Like, when Kevin Hart was like... Oh, like, people pulled up, like, old tweets of his that were homophobic, and then his response was like, oh, I already apologized for that, blah, blah, blah. like, I already said, oh my god, oh, I already apologized for that, and then people were like, well, first of all, there's, like, literally no record of these apologies, Uh, and you're not telling anybody what these apologies were, Yeah. so it's like, okay, that makes no sense. Also, the tweets were still up, so if you apologize, wouldn't they have been taken Taken down? down? Yeah. So that's odd. But then also to respond with such aggression. Like, it was so irritating to It's so irritating to apologize to the offended people. Like, it's like, how do you think that this is how you go about making a mistake and owning up to it? Like, I just don't understand people. And that's when I'm like, bitch, you're cancelled. I (laughs) know. Absolutely. I, oh, fuck. I, to me, like, if I, I'm the same as you, like, if I make a mistake, especially if someone has told me that I offended them, oh my god. I will do anything in my power to make it right. Yeah. And to learn from it and to be better afterwards. And I don't understand the mentality of... Also, okay, this is something I feel like we should make clear because I think it's relevant to this podcast. Um, If you are not part of the minority that you're talking about, your opinion is not valid. Oh, my God. To that minority. No, you're garbage trash. (laughs) It doesn't make sense to me when people are like... 
arguing with a black person about a black issue when they're white and thinking that their opinion is on par. par. And it's like, oh, well, I'm just a person with an opinion and you're a person with an opinion. No, they're black. They live these issues. You don't understand. You don't get it. And same thing goes when, when with someone who's trans, with someone who's gay, bi, lesbian, whatever it may be. If someone from a minority is telling you that what you have said or done to that minority is wrong, fucking listen. Like, I just don't understand how there would be any opposition to that. No. Somebody is coming to you and telling you that you fucked up. Yeah. And As you, this minority, <laughs> yeah. you insulted me. Exactly. And you think, uh, that's what bothers me even more. It's like, you have the audacity to think still that you have a voice that matters in this. Like, what? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's so annoying. Yeah. It's like, to me, it's just, that is the biggest hurdle that people have to get over. Like, if you are not like you cannot you cannot try and debate someone when you have not lived their existence. Exactly. Like you're debating who they are. Like they are by nature the experts yeah. in that field. They've got it on lock. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Figure like, it out. Yeah, exactly. So that fucking drives me nuts. Especially when people are like, oh well that's like a weird a weird way to feel about that. Or that's it's like, how can you no. at all Yeah. <laughs> like what? I'm like, okay Carl. Yeah. Like <laughs> settle down. Yeah. You tell me what you know. Drives me nuts. You white bitch. <laughs> okay, so with that said, obviously there's plenty of mistakes that I've made in my life, and I, I you have as well, I'm sure. Okay. And, um, <laughs> and you have, you know, made more. Sean, you are just a mess. <laughs> but I do think, yeah, I do think I wanted to say that while I agree with you completely, where when someone's given the opportunity to apologize and they don't, or they don't handle it correctly, then yeah, like, okay, cancel them. But I do think that it's important for people that are listening to know that there is always the opportunity to be better and yeah. know more and grow as an individual. <gasps> Absolutely. Like, and you don't like, have to be what you were taught when you grow, grew up. You don't no. have to be... Um, what you and your friends used to joke about when you were in high school. Like, every day with more information, you are allowed to be a better human being. Just because you've done things or felt a certain way before does not mean that you have to stay stuck in that. Because I think a lot of times people are afraid to admit they're wrong and change because their pride gets to them and then yeah. like, they get the defensive kind of thing going on. And I it's just. Also, yeah. I think people are scared to admit that they have made a mistake mm-hmm. or that, like, something that they have. Uh, grown up knowing to be true, there's air quotes around that, isn't true. Yes. (laughs) Like, I think it's hard for people to admit that they have been doing something wrong. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or, like, that something in their being maybe isn't exactly how it should be. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, one of my favorite musicals... Is this a quote again? It is actually a a quote from a musical, so yeah, get ready for all the quotes coming out. This podcast episode is just called Bree's Favorite Quotes. (laughs) Well, clearly, I think a lot about fucking mistakes and crowing. This probably has something to do with my shame spiral. Oh, another favorite quote? This too shall pass. Yeah. So, so yeah, I get now why these quotes mean a lot right. to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my favorite, one of my favorite musicals is Kinky Boots. Okay. Uh, it's fantastic. If anyone love a good boot. If anyone hasn't seen it, you need to watch it. It's so fantastic. Um, and one at the end of the musical, they are singing a song, and in it, there's like. 
a bunch of different ways that you can change the world or do better as a person in this song. And one of them is you change the world when you change your mind. Right. And to me, that is so powerful because... The, one of the hardest things to do is to change your mind and be proven wrong. Yeah. But as soon as you realize that when you do that, you are part of the change that's positive. Totally. And taking ownership in saying, yeah, wow, what the way I thought or what I was doing was actually wrong. Yeah. That's fucking hard to do. And also, like, to allow yourself to have the, like, vulnerability yeah. to l- open yourself up yeah. to that idea is hard. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I also find that... That's one of the things that I'm, like, inspired by, by younger generations, is that I feel like in the conversations that I've had with younger people and, like, YouTube videos and stuff that I've seen, a lot of younger people are more willing to accept that they were wrong or that they may have fucked up and Mm -hmm. they're, like, willing to admit it. So that's, like, I'm, like, kind of hopeful because it's hard with, like, our parents' generation because they have beliefs and, like, understandings that are so ingrained in their being. Yeah. Like that's almost it's all they know to that to like break that down, especially at that age, like so old. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, true. Is is hard. I think a big part of that is the internet, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Because while there's pluses and minuses to the internet and social media, um I think that before, who you were learning from was your direct community, your direct friends, yeah. your parents, your parents' friends, that if you're from a certain uh area with a certain demographic, it's going to be a lot of the same opinion. Yeah. And then if somebody comes in with a new opinion, it's like, oh, you're telling me that I'm wrong, but all these people around mm-hmm. me don't think that. So you must be wrong. You must it's be like, wrong. well, no, yeah. you're just surrounded by Ignorant all your assholes. cousins, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> whom are sleeping together. <laughs> So, oh like, God. get out of the trailer park. <laughs> you know? Thank you for painting that picture You're for so me. welcome. But yeah, no, now with the internet, like, there's so many, and even, like, things like this podcast and how, how many other queer podcasts there are, is the more things that people listen to and the more opinions, you're creating an opportunity for people to learn more about different people's way of living than just the people that are in their immediate surroundings or their immediate family. Mm -hmm. And I really only started, like, you know, getting into, like, YouTube or social media when I was maybe, like, 16, 17. So I had already gone through basically all of high school with just direct opinions of people around me, right? And now I look back and I think, like, wow, that was not cool to joke about, or, like, that was fucking racist, or, you know, like, I see things that now I totally realize were wrong, honestly, because of the internet, because of watching videos and hearing experiences from people that I didn't get the opportunity to hear from before. And I think that that is a lot of the reason why these younger generations now, they're right from the fucking gate on Twitter and Tumblr and YouTube and hearing from people that's more than just who's in their backyard. Yeah, your mind is opened. Yeah, and it's funny because I see a lot of like the older generation like, oh god, they're so annoyed because it's disturbing their ignorance, right? Well, my 
my dad, like, he was like, oh, you can't take a joke. And I was like, no, I, there was this comic that I found, and mm-hmm. it was, like, something about millennials, and they were like, we like jokes, we just don't like racist ones. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. that's literally it. That's like, it, yeah. yeah that's- <laughs> but when you were talking about, like, when people have been ingrained for their entire lives, when something's disrupted dang their way of being (laughs) disruptive disruptive what the fuck am I trying to say what is that word disrupting disrupting I still don't know what the word is disrupting when something's disrupting distributing (laughs) disturbing all of the above really I like how this episode is uh, mistakes but most of those for you are just like spelling grammatical (laughs) not being able to speak in general Oh my god. Yeah, so basically, um, I don't think that millennials are. I think millennials are just more aware that things are that's fucked up to say. Yeah, it's exactly. not like they're more sensitive no. and they can't take a joke. Also, in what world is more sensitive a bad thing? Yeah, I know. I like, love how it's that's like you're like so sensitive, and it's like okay, yeah. I have an open heart. How dare you? <laughs> like it's so stupid. That's like so people true. use that as an insult, and I'm like, okay, that you're right. So me relating true. to these other people and trying to understand their problems and being like oh <laughs> a normal person to that it's that's definitely not wrong or not right <laughs> so stupid one of my favorite quotes <laughs> um it relates to mistakes um one of my favorite quotes because i do love a shame spiral when i make mistakes yeah. i actually got it tattooed on me oh, not good. this lame one this one's so stupid <laughs> um is this one on my thigh it says without fail blue sky because it's from this meditation mm-hmm. app because that's how young I am that I have an app quote on me. <laughs> I love that for you. Um, and it's a meditation app called uh, Headspace. Oh yeah, I've heard This of that is one. not <laughs> sponsored, <laughs> but also sponsor me. <laughs> sponsored um, tattoo. Yeah. And they talk about, like, they have little short clips at the start of, like, the, it's like a guided meditation, Mm -hmm. which, like, anybody who has anxiety and loves a good shame spiral, this is a great app for you. I highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. Um, They have, like, little videos at the start of your guided meditation. Mm -hmm. And one of them was talking about how, like, when you have anxiety and depression, how, like, there's always a blue sky, but if there's clouds, which are, like, the disturbing thoughts or something fucked up, you, like, focus on the clouds. Like, you're like, oh, I'll never pass this storm. Like, this storm is so crazy. But they were like, instead of having that mindset, you have to think that, like, without fail, there will be blue sky again. So, like, just push through those clouds. And I was like, that's really cute. Love that. Yeah, love that for me. Yeah. Great quote for you. Yeah, thank you. One of my favorites. <laughs> Sean's quote of the week, people. Quote of the week. Is that a new segment we're going to start? <laughs> quote of the week. Yeah. We should. Goodbye, gay SMR. Because I, I love quotes. I know. <laughs> okay, I have a question. This is like, I just actually want your opinion on this. Uh-huh. Um, so... I don't really like your hair. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting, <laughs> waiting for that yeah. opportunity. I do think it was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when it comes to mistakes, I uh-huh. kind of have a problem with the way that I deal with them, which I've now gotten better at, but I find that I've almost gotten too good at it, where I kind of make people uncomfortable. And here's, okay, here's where I'm going okay, with where, this. Where are we going? <laughs> I take everything that I could potentially have insulted someone or done something wrong very seriously. Uh-huh. And 
it used to be the fact that let's say I made a mistake, then I would feel so bad and so guilty that I would like avoid the person in the conversation because I thought they hated me and they right. wanted nothing to do with me. Yeah. And then it would build up and then it would be like weeks later and then it's like so much harder to apologize and everything else. So I used to do that when I was like in high school and by the time I apologized or got around to it, they'd be like, wait, they what? Don't I was know like, who you weeks are. ago, yeah. And I've like literally for three weeks had like crippling mental health issues over like one sentence that I said to somebody. So I decided with my therapist that that was not the way to handle things. Mm -hmm. So I just need to like right away, like track them down, go for it. Right. And say, sorry, which is always what I wanted to do. I just like my crippling anxiety got in the way. Mm -hmm. So they tend to do that. (laughs) Now I've started always like trying to immediately apologize and hopefully in person or like over the phone if I absolutely can't in person. Um, but here's where this goes wrong is because I get so sensitive about insulting someone, I almost feel that like there's things that I apologize for that aren't necessary. That aren't necessary. Right. And then it makes the person even maybe more uncomfortable. Right. So I don't know when to draw the line of like making a big deal over an apology. Um it doesn't have to be a big deal. Maybe that's <laughs> you know, but like to me, it's like, oh my god! I think you're I asking the terrible. wrong person though, because <laughs> yeah. I am like so. I was gonna say confrontational, which is like kind <laughs> of true, but kind of not mm-hmm. in the way that if I think I did something wrong before apologizing, mm-hmm. I usually just point blank ask the person. Yes, I'm like, when I said this, did, did you is, feel yeah. some type of way about it? Mm-hmm. And if they're like, no, then I'm like, okay, cool. That's Perfect. how I meant it. Yeah. Or if they're like, yeah, that was kind of annoying, I'd be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Okay, so I like to idea. just really track them down first. I like the idea of asking, because I just go right <laughs> into the apology. No, I like, to, like, I like uh... to find it. Or I'm like, if if I did this thing, did that offend you? Or like, how do you how how are we feeling about this? Yeah, okay. and then I That's, go I from like there. That. Yeah, because right now I feel like I've gone too gone too far to the apology side. Yeah, where I maybe overinterpret the situation, and then I've been in the situation where I'm like, let's say I see them out the next weekend. Yeah, and I'm out at the bar. Everyone's trying to have a nice, happy time, having a dance, and I'm like, hi, can I talk to you? Hi, I need to apologize. Yeah, I need to apologize. And then in my mind, I'm like, am I doing this for me? Right, at this probably. Because they, they just want to have fun, and they probably actually don't give a fuck about what I said, and I've built this up in my mind. Yeah. So then I'm just doing it because I feel fucking guilty. And, and you want to let that go in your own mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then I end up feeling guilty about doing that. Well, you are and, like, pretty selfish their and does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so I like the idea of asking. Yeah. Because I never want to leave it where someone feels like I don't recognize that maybe I did something wrong. Yeah. That's a fear of mine, right? Whenever, like, like I said earlier, I asked Julia for reference and she'll be like, oh my god, no. Like, no one even thought that was anything. Like, what? Like, get over it. But then, the fear is, well, what if they did think it was Exactly. Something? And then I'm like, what if we then... spiral? <laughs> <laughs> what if my entire life yeah. becomes this one sentence what I said this is all I think about? six months? Okay, in terms of mistakes, are there like any mistakes that you can think of? Oh, yeah. Like, that at the time, you felt like you would never get past. Like, you know when there are some things that right. you do, and you're like, this is the end of days. Like, yeah, like, I will, I will really never get past this mistake. Any of those that really jump out at you, besides starting this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... Uh, 
see, they all like when I when I think of them in a rational way, they seem so small. Okay, but I'm just like so fucking anxiety driven that yeah. like everything literally feels like the end of days to okay. me. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> Like, there's been times where I, like... Okay, I can think of one instance specifically that I lied to a friend of mine in high school. Yeah. And they were, like, a really good friend of mine. And I really just, like... This was, like... It was selfish. And now I just feel like I'm just talking about how selfish I fucking am. But oh, God, that's every episode. <laughs> but in high school, like, I... I met this new person that now I know I had a crush on. It was a female at the time. I wasn't aware that I had a crush on this person. Yeah. And I really wanted to hang out with them, like, one-on-one, because I really wanted them to like me. Yeah. So I, like, purposely tried to not invite this other friend of mine to come, but it was, like, a couple times. It wasn't, like, just for one hangout, because we wanted a personal hangout. It was, like, I really... Now I know I wanted them to fucking like me, because I had a fucking crush on them. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) But at the time, I was, like, I just want them to be... want to be my friend the most. And my friend was, like, super um, wonderful and which is why I was her friend. And I thought in my mind, oh, she'll like clearly like her better. So it was coming from insecurities, being a closeted gay, having a huge crush, wanting the attention. Our all these, yeah. all these <laughs> issues. All the hits. Right? All the hits, yeah. <laughs> and um, I like got caught in a lie, which yeah. is that's the worst feeling in the world when you get caught in lies. Yeah. Like, and oh, you're like, what if I add another lie? What if I just keep going? <laughs> what if I just like make this ten times worse? Yeah. But that's kind of what happened because it was high school. So just as immature as I was about how I was handling the situation, I feel like my friend was immature too. Yeah. In the sense of instead of just coming to me and being like, hey, I know that you lied about this. Like, that was fucked up. She purposely tried to make me lie more with, when right. she already knew the truth. <sighs> Love that. So that's she, very me. Yeah. <laughs> So then I did lie more to try and cover it up. Yeah. Because I thought I didn't know that she knew. And then she, like, basically, like, then finally, when this big thing was like, you lied, and then now you've been lying like eight times she had over. The receipts, honey. She had the fucking receipts <laughs> ready. And at that point, like, obviously, I couldn't even minimize it because I just dug myself yeah, so fucking you were deep. Too deep. And then, of course, then she told everyone that I was like this big liar, and then I was, and then I was so embarrassed. And this girl who I had like this huge crush on, now no, it was a huge crush. Um, she was like, oh, well, I don't know if I want to be friends with someone. Because you're a trash that, liar. The other friend. Yeah. So then my whole world crumbled around me. And this probably lasted, like, two days at high school. Yeah. Um, and then it was Two fine. high school days are a lot. But it's a long time yeah. when you're, like, at school and, like, your friends aren't talking to you. Like, Absolutely. That's a long time. And I just remember thinking, like, holy fuck, my whole life is over. Like, I, I really fucking shit the bed. Yeah. And the shit part was is I don't think I was self-aware enough to be able to actually explain why. And even if I was self-aware enough enough, I wouldn't have because I would have had to out myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. So, yeah. So it was just, like, shitty all around, and then I was just, like, kind of, like, just stuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Another time I did that, like, now I'm just thinking of all the times I've screwed over a friend. That you lied to everybody. <laughs> no, this wasn't a lie, but one time I told, and this this is one that, at the time, I really didn't think this was wrong, okay. and I still, this is, like, up for debate. Okay. 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 It's, it's up for debate. Hello! <laughs> so, my friend cheated on her boyfriend. Uh-huh. Through the time that they were dating, I became friends with them as well. Because obviously this is also high school. Yeah. Or this might have been, like, right out of high school. Okay. And um, it's not like now where, like, 
if one of my friends dates someone, like, yeah, you kind of get close to them, but in high school, it's like, you're all best friends, yeah. right? Like, there's yeah, yeah. no, like, oh, my best friend's boyfriend. It's like, now you're just part of the best friend squad, yeah. right? Yeah, when yeah. you date someone. So I really thought of this guy as, like, a really good friend of mine, too, and I told him that, that she, she cheated. But, to my defense, I did tell her that she needed to tell him, or someone else was going to have to tell him. And you're like, it's me. And then, but I didn't, I don't know if I specified what her time window was. You don't know if you specified that that person was you. Yeah, that it was me, or that uh, what time window she had on yeah, it. Yeah, she's And an I hour. think I waited, like, a day, which in high school felt like that forever. That is not... Yeah. A long time. Yeah. So I was wrong. It was a mistake. But I don't the, think that's a mistake in terms of what you did. I think the timeline is a little because I think like, the communication. Yes. I should have given her like a if you don't tell him by in a week, next week. I will be the one I will delivering tell. the message. <laughs> I will be the one delivering. I will be taking it upon myself <laughs> to ruin it all. Yeah. So then of course they stayed together and then I was the the asshole. Right. Right. Well, that's because on I said, them. <laughs> yeah, because I said that and tried to ruin their relationship. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I think I think you kind of did that, honey. But I was just trying to be a nice person. But that, to this day, now I'm like, what I mean by still up for debate is, yes, I was like wrong the way I went about that. But it's still a it's still a gray area for me. That is a gray area, I will admit. Like, yeah. Now I don't know. Like, if you cheated on your boyfriend, I wouldn't tell him. Honestly, I wouldn't tell him. I do love the drama of telling him. But <laughs> <laughs> no, like, and that's the thing, like, you would never, but I just, I now, I don't know if it's because of that experience, but I'm just like, <laughs> I, do, I don't want to be involved. You don't want to be the messenger. Like, I don't want to be the messenger. Like, I want to be there with the popcorn when it goes down, <laughs> but I don't want to be involved. That's fair. You know? Yeah. I feel like for me, like, the, like... There's, I know there are so many things in my life, like so many mistakes that I've made that I felt like I would never get past. Yeah. And I think that there are uh, less of them now and in the recent years yeah. because I think how I deal with things yeah. and how I understand stress and anxiety mm-hmm. is a lot clearer now. And I now have this great new blunt strategy of just like tackling people and yeah. asking them how they feel about everything and anything. Yeah. Um, but before that, like I think the most prominent things in my mind are if I have had like an argument with someone somebody or like a parent and I've said something in the moment that I don't mean and then you're like trapped with that guilt of like fuck I made a mistake I said something out of anger yeah and now like I feel like I've like marred that relationship and like even if you'd say Oh, I didn't mean that. You, it's it like already you've came already out. said it. Like you yeah. already went in too hard. Mm-hmm. Like you said something. Sometimes true, sometimes not. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, yeah. but those are definitely the things that, like, a lot of the things I'm like, oh wow, yeah, I made it past that. But those are the things I'm like, wow, I really shouldn't have done that. Yeah, like that's like, a mistake that I uh, it'll haunt you. should never have made. Yeah, like I remember getting in arguments with my mom when I was younger, mm, yeah. and like Me calling too. her like a bitch or same, something. Same, same, yeah. Which now I'm like, yo, my bitch. But yeah. Different connotations. (laughs) But like calling her something rude, and I'm like, this is a person that 
literally their entire life is yeah. me and I'm the worst. Like they provided <laughs> for me. Like they gave me a home. Yeah. They gave me food. <laughs> and for me to think that I am allowed to have this aggression to them yeah. because they didn't let me go to a party or didn't let me stay up yeah. till 11. Yeah. Like that's just so fucked up. Yeah, I did that a lot too. Like yeah. the yelling at my mom. I don't think I ever yelled at my dad, but me and my mom were just like, when I was a teenager, a bit like oil and water. Like yeah. if once we got on the, on the, t- train it was like it not was gonna end well crashing <laughs> yeah it was not good yeah yeah definitely regret that that's true that it's hard sad though to think about. yeah it is hard mm-hmm. i feel but yeah. you're just like such an angsty teen and like you just don't get it at the point absolutely and that's another thing okay like we've talked a lot about mistakes where you make them and you immediately know you were wrong and then you have the opportunity to apologize. Yeah. What happens when you realize that, like, years later? Do you still, like, for example, like, I don't know that I ever gave my mom, like, a really sincere apology for that. Right. Like, at the times I'd be like, sorry, mom, like, shouldn't have said that, love you. But, like, I've never, like, said, like, that must have sucked your stupid teenager yelling yeah. at you and saying, like, rude things when you're, like, just trying to love them and take care of them. See, I think I'm in the the mindset, the mm-hmm. schooling, that there isn't a too late. Because I feel yeah. like if you're, if you're having this understanding and revelation of something years later, uh-huh. to hear that back and to hear a genuine apology... Yeah. I'm sure they still think about that sometimes. Yeah. Or, like, that would be incredibly, like, heartwarming that you have come to the point in mm-hmm. your life that you can admit such a wrongdoing. Yeah. You should you go know, call your mom right well, now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You know, why I think it's hard to do with whether it's a mom or whether it's, you know, a friend or whatever it is, is especially if, like, things are really good. Yeah. You worry that, like, by bringing it up, it's, like... It's hard to apologize for something that happened years before because you're like, well, now my actions are not that. Yeah. So you're gonna you, like bloody your hands again. It's like, oh, we're bringing this up. Like, is that? But by experience, whenever you do do it, it feels so good, right? Yeah. But there's definitely things like, I think back to like, you know, maybe a joke I would have made or like whatever it was that were years ago that now I see as something that's problematic. That yeah. it's like, oh, I totally should apologize to that person. But it's like, that was five years ago. Like, is that in their mind? Maybe. So, like, I should reach out and apologize. And I've done that on occasion when I think, like, oh, geez, now that I've got this new information, I realize that I was wrong in saying that. Yeah. Um, and I've definitely done that. But it's also. It's just sometimes when things are good, it's scary to think of like this is going to be a meant like mentally exhausting a and draining throwback to and when like it a wasn't throwback good. when it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, so it's a hard thing to do. Yeah, but I think that's why also when you apologize, that's so valuable to people because I think people recognize that it's hard to do. Yeah, right. I agree. But yeah, I don't know. Fuck. God, I got a lot of people to call. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a gonna long be week. Yeah, Jesus Christ! Should I be a receptionist for the next week? <laughs> like, uh, what was that show? There was like this show on TV where this guy went around and like tried to like make up for all his mistakes in his life. Oh, uh, my name is Earl. Yeah, uh, I need to go on one of those yeah, rants. Yeah, absolutely, through life. <laughs> Fuck. Oh God. Yeah. There's probably and there's the thing is and then there's the other side of it. There's so many things in life that I would. I just don't remember happening that other people would probably say oh at this point Brie was a bitch to me or she did this wrong to me yeah but I don't remember it right right it's, yeah you or, were in like a at the time, <laughs> yeah because at the time I didn't recognize it as being a mistake or relevant to my life and 
so it's interesting because I, I mean, I don't want this, but can you imagine if you actually knew what everyone thought about <sighs> you and like no, a nightmare and like like what your reputation was in their minds? Horrible. Based on all the different Horrible. times they've interacted with no, you. No, 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 hate that. <laughs> like that gives me so much anxiety oh, to think of worst. all the people out there that think I'm just like the worst. Yeah, and it's also hard because like I am not um, super smart, <laughs> so it's sometimes I misspeak or say something, and it's not. Not even that I'm trying to be offensive no. or funny. I just genuinely don't know how to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just very stupid. <laughs> you know? I think also part of that is like, what gives me anxiety about that pe- there's... Co- that there, I was going to say that there could be. There definitely are people out there that have a certain opinion of me that's probably not a good yeah, one. guys, come on in. Yeah, <laughs> I would love that. Oh, my God. Um, what's frustrating to me about that is if I knew that, then I would apologize so genuinely yeah, and quickly. You're going to be getting a lot wholeheart- of DMs. Wholeheartedly. <laughs> like, seriously, bring it on. Because I hate that idea of anyone out there thinking that I just don't care. Yeah. But it's literally impossible to know. Just like there's probably a lot of great people that I don't have the best opinion of because of my one or two interactions with them that genuinely didn't think that they came off that way. Here's a good example of that. Just the other day, I went to a brewery with um, a couple of my friends and a couple of their friends that I had never met before joined. Yeah. So there's a big group of us at a table and the girl um, and the guy that were there had gotten engaged and they're getting married in September. So I was trying to like make a branch of conversation because I had just met these people and was like, oh, um, that's so exciting that you're getting married. My sister is kind of on the same timeline because she got engaged as well and she's getting married in September. And my friend Alex was like, was like, oh yeah, like that's so crazy. They're literally getting married like a couple weeks after your sister. And I was like, yeah, so how have you found the planning? Like, where's your location? Like, tell me, tell me about your wedding. Right. And the girl that I was talking to and sitting beside her fiance in that moment looks down at her phone and I guess their ride had arrived outside and just like completely ignores my question grabs her jacket and like kind of like goes to her fiance okay let's go let's go yeah and gets up and leaves Okay. No goodbye to me, like, no nice to meet you, no, like, anything like yeah. that. As they were kind of walking out, her fiancé did say bye, and I was like, I was like, okay, bye! And then they were like, oh, yeah, bye, bye! And I was like, we'll talk about the wedding next time! Yeah. Kind of, like, half-joking, yeah, like, yeah. to kind of try and make light of the situation that I, like, clearly got Just cut got off. shut down. And everyone else at the table, too, was like, like, my friend Dana was there, was like, that was so weird. Yeah. So... In that moment, I felt, like, kind of sad because I'm, like, I tried to, like, make a friend and, it like, that hurt my feelings. And I guess when they got in the car, her friend said to her, that was really rude. Like, what you did, why did you cut that girl off? Right. And she was, like, what? Like, she had she, no she didn't reference. She did hear the question. She didn't even hear the question. Right. She had no reference that that had happened at all. She, she would got distracted <laughs> by her phone be, of a ride being there, didn't hear the question, and it was a weird timing situation. Right. And she just left, and she didn't realize at all the way she came off. So she immediately called my friend Alex and told her this, was like, please apologize. Oh, my God. See, that's, like, you know? good for her. She's and, not canceled. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not at all. And she was, the thing is, is why it was so confusing is the rest of the night, she was so lovely and her yeah. fiance was so lovely too so 
I think in life we have to be able to like also be aware that sometimes people are going through their own stuff or just got distracted or it was just a weird coincidence. Like we're very dumb. Honestly, you know? <laughs> in that moment, like if she hadn't called, I might have left and just thought, oh, that girl was a ru- like, like I, I'm a ruin a wedding. Really rude. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it might have built up in my mind about yeah. her. And I think that while you know, sometimes like things are that you get you know, we're naturally as human beings, we naturally judge people and make opinions on them, and that's why reputations are a thing. Yeah. But I think, like, my one lesson from that was I was so quick to be like, oh, she doesn't like me, that was rude, she doesn't think I'm, like, worth answering, and it was really dismissive. And immediately, that wasn't the case at all. It was a huge misunderstanding, and I could have had this perception about her for years when she's, like, so lovely yeah. based on this one thing. So I think you have to afford that, like, sometimes when you meet people, they had a bad day. Yeah. Or, like, maybe when you met them they really just it was genuine miscommunication or whatever it is I'm usually having a bad day most <laughs> days are bad for me no, like, but I will have you know when I ignore you it is on purpose it is on purpose not because my ride came perfect <laughs> yeah. so I think on that note I think that's a good note to end on is yeah. just is give people a chance because sometimes like you never know what's going on in people's lives yeah. and also people can grow like I'm fully aware that some opinions that I have on people that I met when I was fucking 13 years old, while I'm not that same person, they're not either. Yeah. So we have to be willing to adapt our opinions on people and just like they have to be willing to adapt and change their minds and grow and apologize for things you have to have it within you to, to be give willing to that, change your mind space, on them yeah. yeah give them that space <laughs> yeah. to prove to you that they give have them changed. that soapbox yeah hell yeah also do people like is what is a soapbox <sighs> i don't really know i think it's that uh, was actually a box that holds held soap that you stand on and, and then talk? they like flipped it over like a crate and then you and then you stand on it to talk yeah i feel like that's not a lot of height to like give a speech no i don't think so it's oh maybe like it's a big soapbox <laughs> i don't know it carries a lot of soap <laughs> yeah my a soap's huge liquid so crate I, don't know, soap. I don't know what kind of box it comes in <laughs> Like a little dove cardboard box. I'm standing on like one dove <laughs> <Individual> bar. <laughs> one bar under each feet. But... <laughs> All right. Well, if you're not already, please hit that follow or subscribe button wherever it is that you are listening, whether that's on iTunes, Apple Podcast, uh, SoundCloud, wherever Android listeners <laughs> listen. Um, it means a lot. It does help our podcast show up and algorithms and things like that. It helps us get more listeners. Um, besides that, the best thing you can do for us is share us with your friends. Word of mouth is our friend over here. So if you like what you're listening to, pass us on to um, friends, relatives, people that you hate. Absolutely. Whoever. Yeah. Mostly them. Mostly them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then please follow us on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast. Please. Please. please <laughs> God. Or us individually at Sean.Lesk and at Brianne Williamson. And until next time, we will See you around the neighborhood. <laughs> I'm gonna go stand on some soap now. <laughs>